Welcome to Hope with Holly. I'm your host, Holly Singletary, and I'm so excited that you are here to join us. Welcome to Hope with Holly. I am sitting here with a friend of mine, Lisa Bolt, and we are going to kind of dive in and start talking about the podcast. So, Holly, you're doing a podcast. Yes. How did this happen? Okay, so I actually had a group um, reach out to me last summer and um, approach, you know, about doing a podcast. And I just, it was not my season. It was not time. I felt like, um, you know, I needed to be there for the kids. My focus was on the kids. And so I was approached again a couple of months ago. And it just felt like good timing. Um, Charlotte started kindergarten. And so I felt like I had, you know, some time. And as I kind of went through what it may look like, it was um, my goal is to be encouraging or inspiring for other people that may be going through the same walk, not necessarily the loss of a spouse, grief in general. Um, it's nice to know that you're not alone and there's other people out there that, you know, have walked this walk or is walking this walk. And it's nice to have that support system. So what can we expect from your podcast coming, moving forward? Yeah. So um, it's going to be fun. I don't want it to all be sad and it's not going to all be about grief. It's going to be just about life. Um, we kind of have a crazy life here at the farm. So some of it will be, you know, farm life, home, kids, um, you know, moving forward. Um, all the things Holly loves, I guess, is kind of what our goal was to to do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. So, Holly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes. My name is Holly Singletary. Um, I have um, four kiddos, uh, ages 10, 8, and 6. Um, the boys are twins, the oldest, um, widow for almost three years, and just learning to navigate our new normal. Holly, we've obviously known each other a really long time, and tell me, how has the second year felt for you and your family? Um, I mean, how different, do you feel it different than the first year? Absolutely. Is it harder, easier? How do you see this? Yeah, I think the first year was just almost, I felt like I was on autopilot. Um, you know, had little little kids at the time. They were seven, five, and three. Um, so I just was in mom mode and really just taking care of the kids and making sure they were in a good, healthy place. Um but it almost felt not real, I think, um, the first year. Uh, the second year, by far, was the hardest. It was, um, I think reality just sets in. You realize, you know they're not coming back, but it's like, okay, this is, well, this is my life now. This is, you know, it just, um, I think the numbness wears off. And what did you do for yourself and your kids to get through those times? Like, what has helped you the most? 
early on, the kids uh, immediately, about a month after Daryl passed, started going to Daystar, um, which is here in Nashville, and um, started seeing uh, counselors there, which have been really a godsend um, to them and me. Um, that was, um, I felt like that was very important for them to have somebody to talk to uh, that was not mom and, you know, mom may get emotional or mom may cry, someone that they could talk to that was kind of a neutral party. Um, and then myself, I also started going to counseling and uh, those things were really important. And then honestly, um, you know, just our family, the support of our family and our friends and uh, our faith, uh, right. I feel like played a huge role in all of it. So obviously you have lots of family and friends mm -hmm. and probably you couldn't have done all this without them. Oh my gosh, no. Um, and as someone who, you know, has been through grief myself, I mean, that's what we have to lean on. Yes. So is there, I mean, do they become more like family? Your oh friends, gosh, or? yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Daryl. So Daryl and I, not being from here, and all of our family from Georgia, um, I felt like we had a really good system of friends that we really consider family here. That we, you know, had that connection. But I will tell you, I mean, after that loss, it was like, oh gosh, you realize, like you're. That's it. There really is no family. But then that those friends take on a different role. Um, they really do become family. And we, in that respect, have been so blessed um, to have people just step up and step in and help um, and really just kind of walk alongside of us. You being one of those, I feel like you're one of my closest friends that I um, probably tell a lot to. Um, and you come from a place that you've been there. Right. And so... It's nice to be able to just be able to talk about that because sometimes you feel like you can't um, or I feel that way. Just I think my personality, I don't want to be um, is heavy sometimes. Right. So. Now, let me ask you, if you've had this happen, people that were close to you that may not have shown up or step, stepped up, mm -hmm. that's hard. Um, has yes. that happened to you? It like, has. I mean, yeah. not that it's not their fault. Right. But it's just maybe like maybe people you thought that would be there mm -hmm. maybe haven't. Yeah. And that hurts. I, if I'm being completely honest, I would like to say no, that doesn't bother me. It does. But I think what I've learned is <laughs> grief is so strange and people don't really know how to handle it on, that is not walking through it. They don't really know what to right. do or what to say or um, and one thing I did early on with the kids, um, we talk about Daryl daily and that's just been a rule um, and not say, Hey, we have to talk about dad, but it could be me telling funny stories. It could be me telling sad stories and they kind of pick up on that and we are, you know, riding down the road. Oh my goodness. Remember when dad did this? So for me, that was important to talk about him and for them not to feel like they can't or let's not bring data because we'll make people sad. I didn't want it to be that. I wanted them to be like, Oh, let's talk about dad. Cause it makes us happy. So. I love that. And especially knowing Daryl. 
Yeah. Um, the good thing about it, you have a lot of access because of him being yeah. who he was. Yeah. The kids can go online and Google and yes. watch all kinds of videos. So yes. that's such a blessing. Oh my, yeah. That they have that and they can kind of go see yeah. their dad everywhere yeah. in videos and see him when he was younger. Yeah. That's, that's a blessing. That's, those are um, things, yeah, we hold on to. Well, tell me, how do you as a mom, when you're having a day, how do you get through it to not let them pick up on it? Or how do you, I mean, how do you push through? Um, you know, I don't know. I, for the most part, I mean, most of my days, I feel like I'm good and I'm strong and I'm, you know, doing the mom thing. And so um, you're busy and you almost don't have a minute. Um, I think the hardest moments for me not for me as Holly missing Daryl, but when the kids get sad and then I'm like, oh goodness, I'm going to fall apart. And we just had that happen, you know, last this Saturday. And so, and I was not expecting it because it was a happy day and we were going to do something fun and then out of the blue, Charlotte. And so I was like, oh goodness. And so I just cried with her. <laughs> like we're going down the road and I'm crying and she's crying. And so I just told her, I'm like, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay that we're sad and we miss him. And some days mom has sad days and they've seen that. Cause I think I've learned you can't be strong all the time. And so, but they're so good. Like if I ever, you know, if they kind of pick up or mom, are you okay? Oh, it's okay, mom. You know, like dad's here. He, you know, he's right here. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. They're kind of consoling me in a way, but I guess for me, I guess, think it's important to not be strong all the time in front of them because we just can't hold it together all the time. And I need them to know that. I think that's really smart. Yeah. Let's talk about holidays. I mean, how did you handle milestones, birthdays, yeah. holidays? I mean, you have young children. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you handle that as, as a single mom? Yeah, that's tough. That's a hard one because you quickly realize that you're going to have a lot of these for a long time, not just the holidays, but, you know, awards and homecoming and, and things that life brings. And so um, our first, well, so Daryl passed away in February of 18. And just a few weeks after that was his birthday. And so I had already kind of gathered th things for his birthday and we were going to do a big birthday party and, um, birthdays are a big deal. So we always, you know, would do something special. Um, and it, that was tough because it was like, it was still new, you know, less than a month. And we, um, so we all wrote letters and we went and had heart balloons blown up and we put our letters in balloons. And so we sent them to daddy. So that was kind of our first big, you know, okay. And, uh, you know, our first Christmas was tough. Um, his parents, Daryl's parents came up, they, which they always come up for Christmas. And so they, they came up and spent the holidays with us. And my dad was here. And, um, you know, you try to put on a smile. and But there's those times during that day where we still were sad. And, you know, you just, I think at that moment, I have to be sad. It comes and goes. Um, you know, we're coming up on holidays again and 
we are real big with traditions. Like we love that. Um, I love traditions, but um, I have changed them a little because I feel like um, sometimes I think because we love them so much, the kids love them so much too. And so we've just, you know, last year we went to Gatlinburg for Thanksgiving and that was, you know, the kids were like, this is the best Thanksgiving ever. Um, this year we're going to Disney with family. Um, so I feel like it's okay to change it. You know, if that's what, um, brings happiness and joy. Um, yeah. So dealing with grief, do you ever feel or do you ever hear people say, well, how long does it take? I mean, that's a loaded question because I don't think personally, I don't think there's any time frame for grief, but how would you, how would you answer that question if someone asked you if they were dealing with something hard? Yeah. And they said, Holly, how long does it take? How would you answer that? I think it, there's not a time limit. Um, and to be honest, I think it's a lifelong journey. I think, you know, you never move on. I know a lot, you know, when are you going to move on or move on? And my new, uh, words that I didn't like that word, I'd move on. And I'm like, well, we'll never move on. Um, but we'll move forward. And so that's what we're doing. We're moving forward and there's not a day that goes by. We don't think about him, but unfortunately life goes on all around you and you know i've just learned that grief is a constant movement Mm -hmm. and so you know you take the good days with the bad days but i don't think you ever um it's not you know oh a few months a year I, i don't there's so many different seasons that come with life and life changes and and that brings new you know, feelings and emotions. So I think it's always there. You carry it. You just may carry it differently. I love that. So having young children, obviously Charlotte was very young. Yeah. And of all your, all four of them, I see Daryl and her. She looks just like him and and looks like him a little bit too. So what do you do as a mom um, number one, do you see a lot of Daryl in all of your children? Mm-hmm. And then number two, what do you do, especially for the younger ones to just constantly, I know you talk about him, but, um, I mean, her memories are probably really faint. Because, yes. So do you try to create memories that, or I'm not sure if I'm asking that right, but no, I know I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah, she was three. And so I, um, you know, for the older ones, they have that foundation, those memories. And so, you know, I haven't really changed anything in the house. We still have family pictures up and we were really big about, um, like picture family picture albums. So I made them their own. So each kid got their own book and it was specific for pictures with Charlotte and her dad. And, um, that's in her bedroom and there's a picture of them at Disney and it's by our bed. And, you know, we, go and we watch videos and we, um, you know, and so it's so funny because like she'll do something silly and Daryl had, if you knew him, he like had the biggest personality, but his sense of humor was great. (laughs) And so she is so witty like him. And so I'll sometimes just catch myself almost like in a pause, like staring at her, just like, Oh my gosh, you're your dad. 
And I'll say it. She said, do I act like my daddy? Don't I'm like you do. And you look like him too. And so now she'll say, I look like my daddy. Or I look like Daryl Singletary, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. And so um, I think there's little things. I mean, you know, he's a constant, um, even with family, like my, you know, my brother-in-law and Daryl were best friends. And so, you know, they were just here a couple weeks ago for birthdays. And it's so sweet because they did, that's, he told stories. They wanted to hear, you know, dad stories. And Charlotte was just, you know, like looking at Santa Claus kind of look, you know. And so I, I think those are things we do, um, you know pictures and videos and um you know she looks like him and she so it's it's sometimes almost you know like you're you're like oh gosh yeah well i love that you have um so much family that can share these stories and friends of Daryl's yes. and friends of yours because you know what they're never going to hear the same story twice mm -mm. even if the same person tells the story it's going to be, be a little yeah. different yeah because it's that's life, but I think that's fun. Um, I've never really had a chance to sit down and with the kids and talk about it because I mean, I've known Daryl 20 yes. plus years, which is how you and I that's met. That's how we met, yeah. and so very blessed because of that. But you know, he was definitely one of the funniest people you yeah. would have ever met. But I'm, I'm, I love seeing him through your children as well, yeah. I really do because yeah. I can see a little bit mm -hmm. of, of his personality through all of them. So let's talk about some questions from some listeners that have sent in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read through a few okay. and we'll, we'll do this every episode yeah, I'm so just excited. to kind of get some ideas. Okay. So how is it living on a farm and what are all the animals that you have now? Okay. So, um, funny question, but a little backstory. I didn't grow up on a farm. I grew up in a small County, but never set foot on a farm till I met Daryl. And so we live um, on a farm now, and I, we have six black Angus cows. We just had, well, seven. We just had a little calf, a bull calf. Um, we have pygmy goats. We have four, five. Um, and then we have Orpington chickens. So um, the chickens we've had, the goats we've had, uh, Daryl was getting cows, and so I had to do that after which was quite hilarious because i knew nothing about cows but i like to say we're winging it so we're learning but love we love it. it yeah love it all right here's a fun question okay. do you see a future for any of your children in country music or music in general oh that is a good one um you know what we daryl and i talked about this a lot um of course he loved music and he was you know gifted in such a way that he could just, you know, sing anything. But really early on, I remember he came home from taking the boys to school one day, and he was so excited. He came and he said, Holly, Jonah can sing harmony. And this would have been like kindergarten. And I'm like, no. He's like, no. And he recorded it. And so, and he picked it up. You know, he picked out. And that's actually kind of tough to do. I think you have to have an ear for it. So, um, Jonah is my old soul. He's my you know, 40 year old trapped in a 10 year old body, you know, watches gun smoke and 
you know, Walker, Texas Ranger and loves all old things. His favorite daddy song is uh, the only hell my mama ever raised. If that tells you a little bit about his personality, but I feel sure he will probably, I just think it's kind of ingrained in him. But to be honest, I've seen it in all of them in a different way. Even the couple concerts we've done for the benefit, like the girls are super shy, but you know, they get on stage and they just like, just belted out, which amazes me. I could not do that, but they love it. And so I would not be surprised if they, you know, all did something. Um, but yeah, I would definitely encourage it if that's something their heart desires for sure. I love that. A fun one. Can you take us through a typical day <laughs> in the life of Holly and the kids when you get up? What does it look like? Um, mom with four kids. Okay. So alarm clock, um, 5.45, uh, I get up, coffee first, <laughs> let the dogs out, um, get coffee, and then go wake the boys up at 6. Um, they shower, and so like our goal is to be in the kitchen at 6.20. And so I let them kind of have their time, then they go feed. They go feed all the farm animals. And then while they're doing that, I get the girls up and get them ready for school. Uh, boys come back in, we do breakfast and, you know, off to school. They have to be there at 740. Um, and then I come back and do rest of the farm stuff, <laughs> what's not done. Um, lots of errands, lots of appointments, um, all that fun stuff because there's not enough time between drop off and pick up. And then, you know, it's ballet and basketball practice and dinner and homework. Yay. That's just, one day. <laughs> That's just one day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is a great question. Okay. What advice would you give someone if they have gotten off the beaten path regarding their faith due to a tragedy? Oh gosh, that is good. Um, I think we all go through seasons like of maybe not as strong in our faith, maybe as others growing um I would just I think for me probably just stay the course I mean I I tell the kids um you know I want you to talk to Jesus like he's your best friend and you don't have to be anywhere special to do that you could do it anywhere you're at just have a conversation with him and I kind of think that's where it starts that's where that relationship starts and I feel like you know once that's built upon that's when you start growing and um, yeah. All right. Last question for today. Okay. Tell us how you and Daryl met. We didn't even really touch on that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, funny story. So, uh, Jeff Gossett, which, um, is a friend, a, a dear friend, but at the time was managing Rhett, um, Aikens and he, like a friend of mine, Kelly, and I was in Atlanta interviewing at Emory. So my hometown is about four hours south of Atlanta, but I was getting ready to move and went to interview at Emory Hospital and um, got the position and was there all weekend. And my friend Kelly was with me. Jeff was in town. And so um, we ended up going to there was a place in Kennesaw and I can't think it, but it was a Cowboys. Cowboys yes. And so we ended up going there and um, he was in this big white Dodge Dually. And 
I'll never forget. I was sitting in the front seat. He's like, I want you, you've got to meet this guy. Y'all just, you know, I was like, okay. So he gets a picture down from the visor and it was Daryl and Merle Haggard. Well, I couldn't put a face with a name. I had no idea who either one was. And so, but my, my comment was, um, I was not looking for anything because I was just moving. I was like, but you know, we can hang out as friends. So a couple of weeks, fast forward, we, I got, I moved up to Atlanta and they came back down for, I think a roping, a team roping and, um, met Daryl and we just kind of hit it off. Like it was, it was super funny. Like we sat around a bonfire and, um, I remember he was playing and, you know, just acoustic, just singing. He was singing, I let her lie. And, um, I leaned over to Kelly and I was like, who sings that? And it was just like, he does, but it stopped. Everybody stopped. It was like, obviously I said it louder than I thought. And so it was kind of like, oh my word. So then it was, um, that's kind of how we met and we hit it off. That was on a Friday and on Sunday going home, it was so funny because, um, I didn't date a lot. Like I just was a little picky about who I dated. So he called me. He's like, Hey, pull over in Cartersville. And we were both leaving and I was like, okay. And so I pull over and we both didn't want to leave. It was kind of that, almost like that homesick feeling. And, um, he later told me it's so funny. He said, I had that feeling of like camp, like when you're leaving the girl at camp and you're kind of sick. And I went home that same night and told my mom, I was going to marry him. I had met the man I was going to marry. So, um, and my mom immediately called my dad and she's like, okay, this, something's different and she's going to, and that, so it was, but I didn't know actually what Daryl did until a couple of months later, kind of start piecing it together when he was, I was going on the road or I was going to do this. And I'm like, so it was, um, kind of a funny story, I guess. Yeah. We just hit it off and we're from kind of same backgrounds and, um, was, yeah, really sweet. It was sweet. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing everything with us yes, today. I enjoyed um, it. Looking forward to many more. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hope with Holly. And be sure to check out hopewithholly.com to keep up with what's coming out. Follow me on Instagram at hopewithholly.s. And until next time, be hopeful.